Hi, everyone, and welcome to Academic Dean, where we connect with passionate college leaders who share their stories and viewpoints of higher education, especially lessons learned along the way. Academic Dean is sponsored by Myers-McRae Executive Search and Consulting. Now, here's your host, Dr. Dave Gercheck. Hi, everyone. Today, I'd like to welcome Dr. Lee Goodson to our show. Dr. Goodson is the president at Tulsa Community College in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hi, Lee. I'm so glad to have you on our podcast today. Dave, I'm really glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation. So can you talk a little bit about your college and why students select your institution? Absolutely. So we are the only community college in the Tulsa area, in the Tulsa metropolitan area. And we are the largest community college in the state. Uh, The other large metro area, Oklahoma City, has two community colleges plus another two-year school associated with Oklahoma State. So we've got a more consolidated market here. And um, we're really proud of what we are to Tulsa. I would call us the higher education anchor in the community, really. Um, We are one of the one of just two standalone institutions in Tulsa County. Uh, The other one is the University of Tulsa. The other institutions in the community are branch campuses of our public institutions. And so um, we are where a lot of people start, whether that's through concurrent enrollment or as a freshman or as a returning adult or to upskill themselves. And we have over 20,000 students, uh, unduplicated headcount a year. So uh, we're we're really excited to be here and continue to serve our community. Um, in 2021, uh, we won two national awards from the American Association of Community Colleges, one for um, the Award of Excellence in uh, Student Success and another one for Safety Planning and Leadership. And that was based on how we handled COVID. So we were really proud of that one. Uh, but we've done a ton of work over the last eight years. And so we're we're really glad to be here and um, really an anchor in the community. And I'm I'm lucky to be the president here and work with such a great group. Yeah, it sounds like, was it 2014 is when you started as president? I did start in 2014. I did. And so um, I came from a comprehensive land-grant institution, Oklahoma State University. I was actually at the professional medical school that was here in Tulsa, the College of Osteopathic Medicine. And so, um, and then I was also on the Tulsa School Board. So when this job came open, I had a lot of people say, you should apply for that. It's kind of both ends to the middle and and it's worked out beautifully. It's been a great uh, partnership. Well, I would say with 20,000 students unduplicated, I, I was impressed with that number. Well, we have a long history of strong enrollment, and so we've been able to beat the trends. We've suffered the the lower enrollment that everybody else has during this process, but uh, we've been able to actually increase our graduation numbers. Um, last year, we had the all-time high number of uh, degrees and certificates awarded that the college has ever awarded in its history. And that's with the declining enrollment that we've seen over the last eight years. So we're really proud of that work. And a lot of it is thanks to um, a couple of things. One is we were part of the AACC Pathways Program. I, I guess you can say back in the day now, because that started in 2015. 
And there were 30 schools that were part of that 1.0 program. And that just really culturally set us for, I mean, we were already set with a student success agenda, but that really made us look hard at our practices and what we were doing and and just got us even further into the student success work than we already were. And the other thing is we've started a really large concurrent enrollment program, um, and that's been going on for a long time. But we have over 2,800 dual credit students, and that's about 20% of our enrollment. Um, and with that, we also have more and more every year students who finish a full year of college or finish an associate degree. We will have next year, I think, um, like 160 is what we're slated to graduate next year with associate degrees from while they're in high school. And so that's, that's, that's a number. If you look yeah. at our total number of graduates, that's, that's definitely a number. And uh, just also those students are coming out. A lot of them are going ahead and coming to TCC and they're able to finish faster and at less cost. Yeah. You know, dual enrollment was one of the greatest ideas ever bridging colleges and high schools together. I think so too. A lot of people consider it controversial and don't love it because they think we're stealing away everybody's childhood and, and stuff like that. I'm like, they're growing up so fast these days with social media that uh, they want to move faster than, than students used to want to move. Yeah. Good point. And those rites of passage um, that we we used to really covet, I think have um, I don't want to say gone by the wayside, but they've changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what's new on campus? Well, we're super excited about three programs that we're kind of bringing together as a, a package, and that is our Cybersecurity Associate of Applied Science degree designed to lead students directly into the workforce, same with the Secure Infrastructure Specialist Certificate and also our Associate Degree in Computer Information Systems. And we know all three of these programs are very high demand. And we know that the employers are telling us we can't get enough people that are trained in these three areas. So So we're just very happy that we're progressing in these areas. The other thing is A couple of years ago, my friend uh, at Cox Communications came to me and said, Lee, we here at Cox want to um, help our vendors be better at what they do. And they had a particular interest in hiring women, minority vendors, uh, Native American, anybody that might you know, be kind of having a harder time starting up and getting going. And so they funded and we teach the Cox Small Business Leadership Academy. And it's so exciting. Um, It's a free 10-week leadership development program and it's in continuing ed. So it runs out of our continuing ed department and it's designed to enhance our small businesses in the area. And so They focus on things like cash management, digital marketing, negotiation, and and personnel management as well. 
And so uh, this has become just such a big deal. And so I remember being at one of our Board of Regent meetings, and we have our mission moment at the beginning of every Board of Regent meeting, right? And so uh, they presented, and and some of the participants presented and just talked about uh, what they what they experienced and how they benefited. And I just, I was amazed. I mean, I had been hearing about the program all along the way, but the president doesn't of a 20,000 student college doesn't get the opportunity to go and really check things out all the time. Right. right. And so um, it's just been great. And the focus on minorities, veterans, women, native Americans, and persons with disabilities just, really helps the whole market out there in terms of uh, more vendors being successful and more vendors being able to stay in business. So it's it's an economic driver as well. And the last thing I want to mention that we have going on, we've just got some incredible um, augmentations that we've developed with our wellness services. Uh, we've always had confidential mental health counseling, right? You get a free, a few free visits. That's pretty normal for most campus, five or six free mm-hmm. visits. Uh, but we have, we've got wellness advocates, peer-to-peer health educators. And recently, we outsourced the operation of our wellness centers, our fitness centers. And we outsourced those to the YMCA of Greater Tulsa. So there is a YMCA on every one of our campuses and our students love it. And so there's all these classes and all these, um, a lot of diversity in terms of our offerings. It's been a a great uh, move for students and a a, really a great move for the college financially as well. But the YMCA is gonna start offering intramurals this fall. And so that's, that's, great news. And we had before, but to have the YMCA, I mean, I don't know about you, but I played dodgeball at the YMCA. I'm a Y kid. I grew up at the Y. And so I was just really pleased that this is um, something that's been working out. And, and, um, you know, my kids played soccer at the Y. So we know they know how to do it, right? It's the only thing they do. And sometimes uh, if if you're going to take something on, you want the person that does it all the time to be the one doing it. Absolutely. And that's what they do. Yeah. So we're excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. Good for you guys. Hey, uh, where are all your campuses located? They are all in Tulsa County. Okay. And they are all in the city of Tulsa. We have four campuses. Okay. So we have, well, we're spread out all over the city. Yeah. Well, but it probably is pretty convenient for the students to just be down the road from their school. So it is right. Or down the road from work or whatever. Correct. Right. Um, How has your college adapted to the changing landscape of higher ed, including new technology now? I would say we've adapted very well. In (laughs) fact, um, during COVID, I was amazed at how quickly we were able to pivot. And now I'm so proud of us, the number of, I mean, I don't think anyone wishes COVID would have happened, but there were certainly some things that came out of it that we continue and will forever use. And 
we teach um, four different modalities of classes now. We teach uh, live, online, online live, which means synchronous video, and then, but hybrid. So where you have some online live and some, uh, but it's just given the faculty, regardless of the modality, so many more tools. And and we are huge advocates of technology. Um, and so we, you know, we, our faculty use it in the classroom all the time. And a, a big part of our professional development is focused on that. Yeah, that's good for you guys. I, I would say the same thing. I was just stepping out uh, of higher ed. I was just getting ready to retire as a, as a dean when COVID came on. And I remember thinking two things. First, how am I going to get faculty to do online that they have they have not done? And you're mm-hmm. right, everybody pivoted so fast. But the second thing is actually some positive things did. I, I agree with you. Positive things did come out of COVID, and that basically the two year schools really hit it out of the park with with. We did. Fast. We yeah. did. We are nimble. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is sometimes universities just it's it's tough trying to be that nimble. <laughs> Well, you have a different population. Right, right, right. How are you considering the evolving job market and how are you preparing your students for today's workforce? Well, here's what we know about the evolving job market. They'll have more than one career for sure. It's not like me. I don't know about you, but I had one career after a little blip at the beginning. I was I was involved. I worked for a an elected official for a year and a half. And then I left that and I was in higher ed and I've been there ever since. And so that world doesn't exist anymore, maybe for a few, but not many. And so we've done some things. We've uh, really amplified and expanded our career services operation. And uh, for a variety of reasons, uh, and One is that we've added career simulations and we're very excited about that. Um, And we've partnered with Forage on that where it can be a bridge between the education and and the career, right? And so they can kind of try it. Um, It can be where uh, they simulate some of the tasks that you do, whether that's by computer or in person. Uh, They simulate some of the tasks that you do with, a certain career and you see if you enjoy that. And so um, there's more than 170 career simulations with Fortune 500 companies and our students have access to those. So uh, it's great for them to get exposure. We also have implemented micro internships and we've all been hearing about micro internships and they get a short-term paid professional assignment They take place year round, not just during a semester where it's eight weeks or 16 weeks. And so those are really um, helpful to our students, especially our working adult students who need some flexibility. And then um, we have been really focused on labor market intelligence for our students in the career services office. They know what the job market is. They know how much they're going to make. They know... um, where the jobs are. Are there any in the area? Do I need to stay in the area? If there aren't any and I need to stay in the area, I probably need to pick something else, right? 
So um, that's something that that I think is really helpful to students. We're also helping them get video resumes completed. And then uh, the, the thing I'm really excited about is the career faculty fellows. And so we are our, our fellows. It's a program funded by the foundation and we will have selected faculty work with career services to be bring really intense career information to our students. You know, so I, I'm impressed with this simulation. I think that's a great I know, idea. I am too. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really exciting. Um, and, and I think it's somewhat new. I don't oh, think yeah. it's been in the, in the higher ed space forever. Um, uh, it's newer than micro internships, I think, but but that's the other thing about career services in higher ed. Whew, that world is moving fast because the jobs are changing so quickly. Could you share some success stories of alumni who've made a significant impact in their respected fields? Absolutely. Uh, there was a young man who was president of our Student Government Association when I got here. His name was Tyrants Billingsley II. And uh, he is a networking machine for one thing, but he has become the leading um, person in our Black Tech Street effort here in Tulsa. So you may have heard of Black Wall Street based on the uh, Tulsa race massacre. Well, they have started a movement called Black Tech Street, where we're trying to bring minority and African-American tech companies to Tulsa and having African-American professionals start tech companies here in Tulsa. And so uh, he has done that. He's taking he's taken his leadership skills that he learned in SGA. He really already had them. And he's been. Um, just very aggressive about getting this going. And to the point where he's the contact for the dollars that, for instance, Microsoft is bringing in on this. And and we've just, we couldn't be more proud of him. And and he's bringing us to the table with him. And we're grateful for that. Uh, so he's still pretty young. And so, I mean, imagine he graduated just 10 years ago when I start nine years ago when I started. So that's, I I'm impressed. I was not that ambitious or successful when I was that age. Uh, our deputy mayor, Kasha Carr, she is a TCC graduate. She transferred to ORU. She has a bachelor's degree in international business and Spanish and a JD degree from the university of Tulsa. So she's all local. And then it's a family affair with her. Her dad and her husband are both TCC graduates and her husband actually works at the college. And so mm. he is our, our director of construction management. And so uh, we couldn't be more proud of Kasha and her family. And then Hannah Barrett, one of our 50 notable alumni, she started TCC at age 12 and she now has a PhD and an MD. And here's what she said. My instructors enriched my worldview and stretched me to grow while still being supportive of me while that growing process happened. And so she just has a lot of great things to say about the resources we provide, which I I believe are true. That is so neat. 
about the Black Tech Street. That is just it is that, really exciting. What a great and, and idea! Just, yeah, the momentum we've been able to bring to the city um, as we commemorate that awful, awful event. Yeah. Yeah. There's been some very positive things happen from that. Yeah. You know, with the success of lifelong learning and continuing ed, and I know you've kind of touched on this a little bit, but what are the, what other opportunities do you offer for ongoing and personal and professional development? Sure. Um, well, we offer all sorts of hobby-related continuing ed, photography, um, poetry writing, you know, a writing series, uh, college for kids in the summer. We offer that. Those are some academic programs. Uh, we offer American Sign Language and Continuing Ed. We have one of the few American Sign Language programs in the state. And so we also offer some of that in Continuing Ed. We have a lot of professional short-term certificates, um, Google Career Certificates that we offer here. Also accounting, court reporting, Facebook social media marketer. So we're really trying to make sure our Continuing Ed focuses on what's going on right now. And the great thing about continuing ed is you can just package it and do it, right? You don't have to have the state, the right. college regents approve it or the state regents approve it. You just do it. Our theater program uh, involves the whole community. They, if it's a children's play, there's children that try out for it. And then we have students and faculty that are in it. And uh, same thing with, all of their other plays. It's it's students, but sometimes some community members as well. And then, of course, I already talked about the Cox Business Leadership Academy. Right. And that's been just a great and successful initiative that we've been part of. Yeah. The one thing I love about two-year ed is, is you really do bring in lifelong learners throughout their whole lifespan. I mean, you know, we do. Out, you know, we do. We had an 80-year-old graduate last year. <laughs> our youngest was like 16 or 17 and our oldest was 80. That's great. It is great. Well, here's a hard quiz question to answer just because I know you don't really want to talk about just one, one program or, or, or one avenue mm -hmm. that you're training your students through, but can you highlight any unique or innovative programs that distinguishes your college from other higher ed institutions? You know, I know I've been, talking about lists of, you know, lots of different things with, with each question that you ask, because we have so much going on. Um, but I want to talk about edge okay. and that is earn a degree, graduate early. So about eight years, nine years ago, really, um, we had some of our funders come to us and say, we want you to expand your concurrent enrollment program. And so we said, okay, we don't really know what that means. Uh, I mean, we did, but it involved money and research into best practices. So, um, that donor said, we're going to send you to some schools that do this well, that are known for doing it well. And we went, they flew like five of us around the state of Texas. And te Texas has been doing concurrent enrollment a, 
not longer, but they've been awarding associate degrees in high school longer. Okay. For instance, in Austin and uh, in McAllen, Texas, there, they have been like, for instance, in McAllen, when we were there, at least I haven't talked to them recently, but uh, the whole district was you had a di another degree you were earning, whether it was through the career tech or through higher ed while you were there in high school. So we toured how they did it and we came back and debriefed and decided what parts of that do we like? What don't we like? What could we do? What are the barriers? And we started a program where students would graduate from high school and their associate degree at the same time. But you have to admit them in eighth grade. Wow. You have to admit them while they're in eighth grade. They take college prep in ninth grade. They start a few classes in 10th grade, and then they load up 11th and 12th. Mm. There is some summer work, not completely, but some summer work, it would be very hard for those students to be, for instance, in the marching band or something like that. So they have to make some choices. Um, some of them don't because, right, they can just take on as much as they want and they're fine. But we started out calling it uh, early college high. And then everyone was getting that confused with, East Central High School, because we have an East Central High School here in town. So we call it EDGE now, earn a degree, graduate early. We have, we started out with one high school that wanted to be participating in EDGE. And now we have, I think, maybe six or seven districts that are involved in it now. And we will, just with that, I think we will graduate a uh, hundred next year. We take a new cohort every year in the big one that we have at Union Public Schools. They provided the building. Our students are in their building part of the time. And then their senior year, they come to the college. So we split it up a little so they don't have to get out of their comfort zone right away. But then they are immersed in the college experience that senior year. And it's been incredibly successful. We also give preference to students that qualify for are signed up for Oklahoma's Promise, which has an income cap on it. Mm -hmm. So these are first generation students and they are graduating with an associate degree before while they graduate from high school. Yeah, that's like I said, dual enrollment and all this has just been the greatest relationship. It's just been such a good return schools. on investment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm going to say, you know, I have lots of things I could talk about, but that's one that I'm just super proud of. Okay, oh, good. Well, in what ways does your college collaborate with local businesses to create mutually beneficial relationships to address regional challenges? Well, we've talked about the Cox Business Small mm -hmm. Business Academy already, and and same with the Cyber Skills programs. Those are in direct response to our employers. And I guess I would say that's what we really try hard to do is be very responsive to our employers. We just started. Um, it was 
a few years ago, but the cardiovascular technology program was started in direct response to our hospitals saying they needed more people in that space. And then this year, we just started a surge tech program in that space. And so we've been really working hard to be responsive. I mean, that's what you have to be. You have to have a reputation of being responsive to your employers and, so, and trying to see what's on the horizon so that you're not always behind the eight ball too. I mean, by so, the time they come to you, you need to already have thought of some of the solutions. So you have to be futuristic and have great relationships at the same time. Well, since you mentioned the future, you know, technology continues to disrupt traditional industries. So how is your college preparing students for jobs that may not even exist yet? You know, I'm I'm going to give an answer that some are not going to like, but but I'm going to maybe it's my personal bias, but I'm going to go back a little bit to the liberal arts and our students have to know how to think. Critical thinking skills are just um, that, right? They're critical. And uh, I think when we don't understand history and we don't understand humanities and we don't understand politics and and we don't know some of our basic sciences and, and math and some of just those basics, uh, it really comes back to some of the basics and being really, really good at the basics before you move on to high content, because you can always get the concept of high content if you've got those basics down. And so we have not let go of the liberal arts. I know there's some schools that are kind of grappling with that, but but we are not, they are important. Now, in the past and historically, from a cultural standpoint, we were more focused on that. And just as the workforce demands have directed, we've had to get more focused on workforce than we've ever been, right? We used to be mostly just a transfer school and now we're very mixed and that's evolved over the last 15 years. But that is um, a core that we, we believe is very important. To your education or for your education, pick whatever you want to go to. You're producing citizens. That's what you're doing. So. That's right. Right. They need to be able to communicate. Right. They need to be able to pass a drug test. They right. need to be able to show up to work on time. They need to have a strong work ethic. I mean, there's just some basic standards that you have to be able to get through. And that, 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 quantitative and qualitative reasoning is just really important. And it's what makes you a lifelong learner. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Well, how is your college incorporating community service and civic engagement in the educational process? So our biggest scholarship is Tulsa Chiefs. And that is a scholarship that if you graduate from high school or get your GED, um, with your graduating class, with with your same year class, uh, you can come to Tulsa Community College free of tuition and fees. You have to have a 2.0, uh, but there's also a 40-hour service agreement with that. So you have to complete 40 community service hours a year for Tulsa Achieves. 
And so that is a service scholarship that we have, and we certainly incorporate that. We also have a lot of classes that have service learning in them. And those, those hours can count for Tulsa Achieves hours also. We don't mind if people double dip, uh, but, but we feel like community service is incredibly important throughout the college. We're big participants in the United Way uh, every fall. And so it's just, um, yeah, we, we are deeply embedded in the community here at TCC and we practice that every day. Well, here's my last question. What advice would you give to prospective students and their families when choosing the right college or university for their education? I would say, write down what's important to you. Write down what's important to you. Sometimes you can get um, enamored with kind of someone that has a great website or what. I mean, we have a great website, right? But you really want to ask yourself along with your parents if if you're making the decision with them or with your spouse if you're a non-traditional student or your family you know what's important is location important is cost important uh cost has become more and more important to families with the increasing costs of higher education and education all around um it they need to offer, I mean, do you know what your major will be? Do you feel pretty confident about that? Do they have career services that can help you get there? But I would also look at the other things that they offer. Do they have tutoring labs? If I have a, if I have trouble with a class, do they have wellness services so I can stay on top of my game? And, and just, you know, do that, do their advisors help me make sure to take the right classes, things like that. And then do they have some extracurricular activities, study abroad, intramurals, things like that. I mean, as a community college, we offer study abroad. You'd be surprised, but, but you know, we have a lot of students that do it and we have a lot of international students that come to TCC. So uh, people don't necessarily think of a community college offering that, but a lot of us do. Um, but there's one thing I would say about it really, I mean, you just really wanna think about the investment and know that it's a huge investment. And while if you make the decision and it's not the right one and you make a change, that's okay. It does it does bring about some disruption at a difficult time sometimes to do that. Uh, but I find that generally people go through a process and, and um, get to the right answer. Of course, I'm always pitching a community college because uh, we're great places to go. It's super fun here. Uh, great faculty. And then the support is amazing. And then the cost, it's just, I mean, the amount of cost reduction compared to a university is just, I mean, you can't argue with it. I do have one piece of advice for any new students, though, that haven't been to college before, or if they've been to college and it didn't go well. And that is the secret to success at school is to go to class. <laughs> you have to go to class. You got to go to class. Yeah, that that I I was going to say you sound like a parent more than you sound like a president right I know. now, but I agree. And and you have to read your email. <laughs> I had some parents ask me one time, they said if we do one thing to help our students, these were concurrent enrollment parents, if we do one thing to help our students be successful, what is it? I said, make sure they read their TCC email every day. 
Oh, this is a great place to end our conversation today. Lee, thanks so much for being on our podcast. I really enjoyed our conversation. Dave, thank you so much. Well, that wraps up today's episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for listening to today's episode and make sure to visit our website at academicdean.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Academic Dean is sponsored by Myers-McRae Executive Search and Consulting. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time.